life was like a box of chocolates. There is no place like... You talking to me? All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Nobody puts baby in a I could have been a contender. He's looking at you, kid. Here's Johnny. A very particular set of skills. Your milkshake. Go ahead. Make my day. I'll be back. I am the father. I'm Spartacus. Say hello to my little friend. Why so serious? You shall not Welcome to Real Features uh, Podcast, Episode 2. We did the first episode and we're back. Um, yeah, and we've got a couple of guests, returning guests, the same ones again. We've got Mr. Sam Samuel Lavery. Hello. And uh, Glove, uh, Paul Bonadio. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Cookin. That's good to be back. Really excited to be back for Round 2. Did you just call him Paul Cookin? Paul Cooks. Oh, okay, sorry. No, I don't I'll know. I'll take either. <laughs> either one is fine. A cook's in there, so that's good. <laughs> How have you both been? It's been a few weeks or a little while since our last one, but uh, not much has happened as far as, you know, we not much can happen given the quarantine, but... Mm-hmm. How have you both been? I've been watching a lot of movies, actually. Yeah. It's been a good movie-watching time for me. I've really appreciated the time off, just getting to know myself and the movies I love. Sam Lavery. Yep. Very similar. There's nothing to do. We've literally, by law, had to stay home. And yeah, a lot of watching, a lot of binging. Yep. You know, some good series in there. Some I'm sure we'll discuss tonight, but you know... The MJ stuff. Wait every Monday night. Smash out yeah. the MJ doco. Yeah. Double header. Every time. Yeah. Bang, bang. Just double tap that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assassin. So, in the final two. We'll go into that more. But yeah. Uh, yeah. How have you been, two. Paul? I mean, you good. asked us. I'll ask yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not, you know, that's why I guess we're doing another one. We got some good feedback and uh, there's not much else to do. So we might as well continue the How podcast. How many listens and... were on the first one? It was about 32,000, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, it was most 33, but it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, yeah. We were clocking well some records on that one. Yeah. No, that's uh, maybe a little asterisk against that one. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to find listen. I mean, that's you know, exactly. That's right. Good. Yeah, anyway, we'll keep moving <laughs> on that one. Anyway, so this is uh, the last one we were doing a bit of a review of last year, but this one where we're actually going to try and get a bit of a semi, uh, you know, format if we're going to kind of do this every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought we'd get into some movie news, um, talk about some of the new films that, you know, there's not a whole lot of new films coming out at the moment given that, uh, you know, the pandemic's kind of uh, shutting up shop for a lot of shoots and things like that, but... Um, we'll also get into a bit of TV, talk about some of the new series, um, talk about Last Dance, which is uh, one of the most popular ones on uh, Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, also look at, uh, we've got some fan question uh, fan question as well, and uh, also a couple of past films we're going to review and, and yes. get into the nitty gritty, which uh, both of you have both uh, picked a great film that we're uh, going to get into as well. So I picked we'll, a really uh, good one, like dude. a cool like you'd say that to a prospective date like yep. this is one of my favourite movies and she or he would be really impressed by it I mean everyone knows your middle name is Sebastian but <laughs> it is actually if it's not Sebastian it's Nostalgia so I reckon yeah. this fitted very well yeah. it's actually a good it's question a- uh, if you were on a date mm-hmm. what would be your go-to as the first movie you would sort of uh, put on to impress it's always your... a tough one and yeah. same with music because you mm. want to pick someone that it's cool yep. and they're going to resonate with, but you're not going to look silly. Show your depth. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Mm. I would probably pick the movie that we're going to discuss, but I don't really know if I should say it now. Yeah. 
So maybe we'll save it for a bit later. Okay. We talk okay. What about you, Paul? What's yeah. your Good one. if you're on oh, a geez. date? Um, so are you saying so? At obviously at your own home, so you have selection of things. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, yeah, like yeah. That's thing. what you're saying, right? I think so. Netflix or, or if there was any yeah. any film that you could play that you think you know I'll put on and uh, you know. Okay, so if you somehow owned a cinema. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know. I yeah. I guess because I'm a movie nerd, I always kind of like a little bit of a test there. So, you know, yep. put something on that might might uh, challenge. Yeah, challenge a little bit. Not you know, still light, but still a little bit. Uh, a little so bit what? How long home. do you wait if they're like this is boring? You like get the fuck. Yeah, out of my it would be a bit of a get out of deal breaker on yep. stuff like so that. It's a power play for you, really. It is. It's yeah. a good test. You know, I like movies. You know, I want to make sure that you know if that is happening. Look, I, I've got a preface like you know, I, I'm I'm recently engaged, so you know, this oh, is well back done. in the day. Oh, it's not like I'm doing. I'm sure in post we'll put in a clap. There. Yes, yes. yes. High budget as podcast, it will definitely be there. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't mind. Um, I'm trying to even remember the name of it. Was that Jim Carrey one with uh, like, Dumb and Dumber? Used to, no, Ace Ventura. It was the, the more serious one with with um, Truman Show. Um, oh, no, the, with a, the one where he goes inside his mind. Yeah, yeah. going inside yeah. a mind. Uh, spotless mind. Spotless uh, mind. Yeah. That was always a bit of a fun one. Or, body, yeah. I don't mind match point, but it's like these are pretty. Dude, that's heavy not the best. Shit. Internals. Uh, like, that's, actually, yeah. that's heavy to go these first. probably aren't first. Actually, probably not Jesus the first. Day. They'll probably be like you know third or fourth. Like you know things are going well. Let's let's put this one to the test. And Dude, see second how, date. My go-to second date back when I was dating Schindler's List. Bang. Wow. You know, worked every time. Yeah, do. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> some good, uh, good first. first that's it. You take look. Everyone's different, everything. and you just gauge. Did you have things. sleepers underneath? Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> you were the biggest sleepers Big fan. Big sleepers fan. It's a You've it's a great so movie sleepers. to watch. Yeah, dude. I like. Do you know what? What's movies? the main guy in it? Patrick. Uh, something Patrick. Co Crudup. No, not Billy Crudup. <laughs> Billy Crudup's oh. in it. Yeah, yeah he, he is. is great, but who's yeah. the main dude in it? Oh. Not Robert Patrick. That's a team one thousand. Who's the other dude in it? Mm. The main know. dude who got yeah. molested by Kevin Bacon. Do <laughs> the voice. Uh, Sam's give quite great at uh, yeah, impressions, impersonations. You, you know you've wanted to do this the whole time. <laughs> the best is it's like three words. Dude, this impression that's brilliant. Bacon. It's excellent. Do we need right. to right. Right. Wait, this? So they're in the, uh, like, you know when Kevin Bacon takes them underneath, underground, when it's a horrible time in the film. And they're like, what do you want from me, sir? A blowjob. <laughs> 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 there it is <laughs> if that isn't Kevin Bacon I don't know what is did that just take you back love oh uh, yeah it's a great it's a great, <laughs> it's a great scene <laughs> again probably not the best first date uh, movie no, but uh, it's alright you're right you were saying that's second date anyway so that's okay that's second date, yeah. second date. Yeah. usually okay. by the time you're like a quarter of the way through the movie and if it's a new Person, you're kind of making mm. out. Yeah, yeah. You hope you're not watching all the sleep. Like you're probably going a comedy first up, like an easy win, like something that's well, like you know, maybe wedding, wedding crashes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a movie you both haven't seen yet. Yeah, nice. So that way, it's the unknown. We'll put that on the list. We'll see what that else can is be out funny there. though too. If it's something you both don't really know, and then you put something on and it catches you both off guard, that can be hilarious yeah. too. <laughs> You know, some confronting scenes at the start. Yeah. You're in this awkward. Do we yeah, keep watching like, it or do I? Oh quickly? my god! Yeah. <laughs> what was that movie? Uh, I'm not going to get. Uh, I think it had full frontal nudity right at the start of the movie. She was a big, 
big Sleepers? lady dancing. Oh, no, it um, is that? Yes, it's the Amy Adams one. Oh, I think, what that, is, that? is that? The, um, yes, is that the series? Um, is that the Amy um, where it's? Uh, it's also got Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake is that Gyllenhaal's the, in it. Jake yeah, Gyllenhaal's I love it. Yes. Yeah, I love that film. Actually, I'm trying to. Oh, geez, got to remember the name yeah, of that. It's um, all on a first date. It, it was directed that. by Tom Ford. Yeah, um, you went to a first date yeah. on that. That's I didn't know there was going to be a. A young lady dancing up in front, completely yep. naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, how no, did that go? It that doesn't really day. come back. In the it's film. cool. We don't go anymore. But I, think about, <laughs> I think about her sometimes. She's okay. a nice girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's nice. What was her name? Oh, okay. No. Move on. Yeah. Move on. Yes, keep, okay, going. keep, keep going. All right. Let's so, keep it. Gloves losing it. Keep yeah. going. We'll move on to a qu- uh, quick little bit of oh. uh, movie news because. Um, there's not a whole lot of movie news going on at the moment, again, as we said, but there's probably a few things we might touch on. The first one, uh, don't know how I feel about this one because it's one of my, it's it's pretty much one of my favourite films of all time. Scarface, they're re- rebooting it. Um, they're rebooting it with director Luca Gordon. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but it's <laughs> he's the director who did. Uh, the Suspiria and Call Me by Your Name um, films recently, so he's been he's been appointed as a director. And but I guess the good thing here is that uh, it gives a little bit of hope that as Joel and Ethan Cohen mm, are writing that's the latest true. version that's of big. it. But I still don't know I, how are you going to get any type of actor that's going to outdo Al Pacino. But was it Cagney was the original? I could I be. Trying, yeah, I don't can't know if remember. It was Cagney, but yeah, because so for those who weren't aware, the nineteen eighty, uh, I should know the year 80, of it. I think, 80, I think it was yeah, eighty. Yeah, even, yeah. Um, uh, that is actually a remake of a nineteen thirties uh, film. It's not also Cagney. based on a yeah. on a novel before that. So there you go. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, they, they went a completely different route with the the newer Scarface, didn't they? Because the original was more um, I can't I can't remember the more American gangster. Yeah. But they obviously went to Cuba. Yeah, for the next it, one. That's right. I think it was sort of more warring against the police in, in the first one, whereas this, you know, it was more like the rival. Yeah. 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 And what in this new one? He's a social worker, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a completely different it's route. A different story. Yeah. <laughs> What are your thoughts, Sam? Are you, are you optimistic? Yeah, I mean, I, I know, dude, I know not you're not a fan remake of remakes, guy, yeah. to be honest. Mm. Especially when you hit it, as you said, El Pacino. You hit it out of the park. It's a cult classic. Granted, it didn't get the success when it first was released. Yeah, it kind of got that over time, being in the cult status kind of thing. Mm. But I, I think anything like that, everyone knows it's a, a classic piece. Yeah. What's like when you do that? What's the best case scenario? You know what? What is it? Are you going to outdo the original? I'd maybe just do something different to the original. Like De Palma did something completely different. Maybe the Coen Brothers can do something completely different. Coen with Brothers this as makes well. me a bit more optimistic on it. it. It does. It could go anywhere with them. Uh, I think if they get, if this is going to have any chance, it needs to be quite different. Actually, like it, they do need to do that. They need to like what the nineteen eighties one. Just make it different and. I don't know. Everyone's just going to be thinking of Al Pacino, one of the greatest actors, in my opinion, the greatest actor of all time. I don't know how. I mean, who could who could play that role? Like, I don't Paul know Bonadio. who could, other than Paul Bonadio. I don't know who else could do it. Could yeah, I anyway. could do it? Give me yeah. the opportunity. God damn it! I'm in a stage play at the moment, so Corona, cut it down. Next time, <laughs> um, the other one I had here was um, Deadline reported uh, that Tom Cruise is going to team with Elon Musk to potentially shoot a film in space. 
actual space that is. Mm. And uh, at the ripe old age of 57 years old, even though he doesn't look it, I don't think he's Cruz is aged. 57. Wow, that's 57. crazy, man. It looks good. Tell you what, Scientology, I'm going to have to look yeah. into that because yeah. there's something to that. But, he's still um, jacked as well. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's on so much, so many things. You reckon? Yeah, dude, he'd be getting the uh, hormone testosterone, replacement, testosterone, yeah. all that stuff. Massively. I'd do that. Yeah, you would do. If you had four hundred million dollars, you could do anything. You can be jacked for life. You do, don't you? No, it's close. But um, the other thing is, as well with this, is to actually become like if you're going up in in um, uh, closer. No, Um, (laughs) if you're um, sorry, Um, if if you're going up in space, um, you you've got to train for almost two years to become an astronaut. Like you've got to the training you've got to do the the. Uh, all that sort of physicals, all that sort of stuff. So that's two years of prep. So he would be 59 by the time he's going up in space. Jesus. I don't know. Tell you what though, Cruz drove his own, not drove, but flew his own helicopter. He did that massive stunt in Mission Impossible where he did, what, 300 skydives to practice for it. The only thing is, how many years ago was that? That was probably two plus years ago, right? Yeah. When they were making that. that. Yeah. And by the time they do that, that's another four years. Dude's going to be 60 by the time he's doing this shit. He's turning back time, though. He is. Tommy Shit Styles. Yeah. I'd watch it. I know a lot of people bag on... A lot of people bag Tom Cruise, but I tell you what, he's, he's like... Yeah, he takes his craft very seriously. Yeah. If want, someone's to do it, I wouldn't surprise me that that's he could. That's a guy so, that's lived his yeah, life. Absolutely. But imagine, and I think we were talking about this before we went to air, was like, that movie could be anything. It could be the biggest pile of shit ever. It could be mm. anything. But if that just gets to the, the cinemas, people are going to watch it. Yeah. It's going to be the biggest success. People, absolutely. it'll make so much money because yeah. it was made in space. It's Cutting ridiculous. Edge. Yeah. Like, it'll happen. Yeah, it's a Trump presidency of uh, of films. Oh, controversial! Oh boy! <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Not political at all. I believe you got some. Thing. Oh got yes, some, uh, yeah. Thanks news. for prompting me. Yeah. Um, some other news, boys. That uh, so we all watch Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Right, we found yep. that entertaining. I mean, that's one of that's probably let's be honest, the hit of the ISO age, similar to maybe the Jordan would, uh, but that's kind of newer, yeah. Um, but Tiger King, huge records all over the shop, massive. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about making a movie, and this movie is a TV series, yeah. Is it a TV yeah. series? Good, yep. at least someone reads. And who would you think Glove could play that character? Give me a couple of seconds to think about that while I pretend not to know. But okay. we know already, right, Sam. It's right. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. But sorry, that's Sam. A, that's that's okay. Hey, yeah. I'm just trying to create that's some good theater one. He would do all right at it. I've got to stretch this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's um, that could be a go-either-way type. Of how, much could you, how much more could you do on top of the series? Yeah, I don't know. I think, is it a case of just capitalizing on something... That is just such a craze. I mean, they rushed so hard to get that dude, Joel McHale or whatever, to just interview them and kind of mm. crack shitty jokes at the cast of Tiger King straight after. Like, this is a bonus episode because people just had that appetite yeah. for it. So is it just to get something out there while the appetite's there? Yeah. You know? It's going to be interesting. And I don't know, like, I think half the uh, appeal of that documentary was just the the character of what he was like. So it's going to, it's going to be an acting challenge for Nick Cage to, you know, pull that off and, and uh, get that. Because I don't know. I don't know how that's going to translate to a 
TV series, especially so soon after the doco. Mm. Like, what's it going to bring that we haven't just seen? Like, how much more really... can you get out of it? Yeah. That's the thing. And I think what is so awesome and why that doco was so captivating is you're watching, going, how can this be real? Mm. Like, how is this possible? And yeah. we kind of know that story. You already know the whole. Yeah. Story. Yeah. yeah. Who else could play? The Tiger King, other than Nick Cage. If Nick Cage said, "I'm not going to do it. I'm doing Gone in 70 seconds," what would who would you go to, Glove? Jeez, there's no those, those really crazy. Uh, Jim Carrey keeps coming to mind, but yeah, he just he's, he's a bit disheveled these guy. days. Yeah. He could maybe yeah. do that. That's yeah. not a bad. What about you, Cookson? Anyone? I'm, I'm drawing a blank on that one. Yeah, I'm trying to think who would kind of got that skinny. Yeah. Mm. Oh, they, oh, yeah, go Billy on. Bob Thornton back dude, there. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I was thinking like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and yeah. If he went uh, yep. Dallas Buyers AIDS McConaughey mm. on it, he could maybe uh, yep. get there. Yeah, I don't know, mm. but it, I think it's a waste of a film to be honest. Or TV series. I think the craze will be done by the time it gets yeah. out. So yeah, predictability is profitability, slaves. That's, that's what it. they say yeah, in Hollywood. Good stuff. <laughs> You're a mover and shaker glove. We know that. <laughs> Um, so we've got a bit of a uh, a fan question actually, or a listener question. We, we call have it. a fan. So, uh, many, you know, thirty-two thousand or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. So, yeah. Um, so <laughs> Amy Reynolds has uh, messaged in and asked, "Hey Amy, um, uh, <laughs> what movie did you guys uh, grow up watching when you were young? Like that? What movie did you watch repeatedly? You know, back in the day, we yeah. always have a, you know." VHS or DVD and you know yep. they have a small collection and you sort of grew up watching mm-hmm. that uh, over and over again Sam? Yeah uh, are you, do you need Sorry. to take that Paul? <laughs> <laughs> it's your podcast um, so the the films I probably watch the most on VHS mm-hmm. you know you only have a few options glove yeah. when this happens and they get flogged Ace Ventura yeah what was, age limit are we talking around so that's well, that was early 90s. I want to say that was 93. Mm-hmm. So I was probably like, by the time I got it on VHS, maybe 10. Yeah. 95-ish, somewhere around there. But loved that. Another one that my sister just absolutely nailed was Jurassic Park. Yeah, classic. Dude, oh. she tried to kill me because I taped over Jurassic Park oh. on the VHS. She went and halfway through, so like just halfway through, it just turned into like... Something oh. else. Jeez. <laughs> and the uh, dis- I know you asked for one. Just last no, no, the no, other one, which I've is a bit a of a piece of crap. List, actually, so. But I thought it was an awesome movie. It had a great 90s feel to it and encapsulated the 90s so well. Waterworld. Oh, oh. that was great. Underrated. Like, Dude, as in a lot of people said it, like, it got, kind of got bagged out. But they said that it was like, great. They said it like sunk his career, blah, blah, blah. But, dude, that was so entertaining. Yeah. You know who else? There's an A-lister in there. In Dennis a cameo. Hopper. No. Yeah, well, he's in it. Yes. But a current A-lister who's in a lot of big films right now, comedic actor, who's in it? I don't know, actually. No I'm trying to think. Yeah. Oh, Jack Black. Jack Black's in oh, it. All right. He's one of the gunners. Like right, one of Popper's like, henchmen. Interesting. Bit of trivia for you. Yeah. What about you, Glove? A-lister. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, tell me. Jumanji and stuff? Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, got to yeah, be an A-lister. Yeah. Isn't he? I mean, A-list is like your top handful. He's, he used to, like, for a while there he was. He's, I don't feel like You don't reckon playing. he is now? Oh, he, he's... he's uh, he, well, you just, do you Blockbuster. see him starring in his own films these days? 
Kind of. In demand. I don't know. Yeah. I reckon he's definitely up there. He's, oh, he's, uh, yeah. he's already he's well known. Himself. He's, he's, yeah. he's yeah. big. Well, mate, yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Glove? I had a few. Okay. I remember one of my earliest memories, I kept on putting the VHS tape of Robin Hood. You remember the Oh, old I love that one, Errol yeah, actually. Flynn? Oh, that one. I'm I was talking old, the, um, old. Right. I was yeah. Dude, the, you're watching uh, that shit on a the, projector. I know. The Kevin Costner version. No, but no, no the Errol Flynn. Thieves, also good, yeah. though. I enjoyed yeah. That was great. Yeah. Um, Men in tights. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. That's actually on my list. I might take him one of yours, dude. That is a classic. Classic cook movie. We'll get onto that. Yeah. I also watched Masters of the Universe a lot. He-Man. That's a bit of a... Probably not as well known, but Dolph Lundgren, some of his best oh, work. Wow. It's one of those terrible movies, but it's a childhood movie. Yeah, yeah. And if Cookson can get off his phone at some stage... Oh, no, dude, any, any chance you are engaging in your own podcast while we record it or what? <laughs> Apparently, sorry. Chloe keeps messaging me. Uh, she's gone, come home from work and the lights are on, so she's finding that creepy and thinks someone's in the house. So she's messaging me like crazy. Lights are on. You know, I let the lights on for you. But anyway, we'll keep moving. <laughs> I like how we're delving into your... Engagement life. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gloss. That's okay. That's okay. Go on, any more? There was also Indiana Jones. Oh, I loved Indiana Jones. Dude. And also, probably one, I used, it's a shit movie, but we used to watch it a lot, was The Mask. Dude, that's a great film. Oh, wow. Man, that, yeah. that is yeah. an awesome... I don't, know, I don't know if it holds up very well, but... I watched it not that long ago. It's still fun to watch. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not, you know... It's still fun. Yeah. And another Jim... Actually, I've said a lot. Apologies, Paul. No, uh, no, no. Dumb I'm, and Dumb I used to watch. Oh, yeah, know every line. Yeah, yeah. every. Well, we were listening to a song off that soundtrack yeah. just before we went to air. You were by the yeah. Crash Test Dummies. One of the best. What's a cold glove? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's literally what Harry! it is. Harry! <laughs> Harry! <laughs> oh dear. Cookson. Uh, I had a few. So when I used to go to my nana's house, she only sort of like we'd go over there a fair bit, and she'd have just a small selection of. VHSs and one of them was actually Quick and the Dead. Oh, um, yeah, good movie. Yeah, had a great cast: a, a young Leo, um, yeah, Sharon Stone at her Sharon Stone, oh, Russell oh, Crowe, Gene yeah. Hackman. Gene Hackman. He is a great actor. That was Leo. Phenomenal. Did you say Leo? Was Leo. Right? Yep. Yeah. Sam Leo? Raimi directed it. Um, yeah, you know, did did uh, pretty sure Sam Raimi. Dude, I think it was. Um, sorry, <laughs> so he's trying to open a beer over here. So, dude, what's this? Um, thing? How many times have you it's, used it's this been used. It's been used Christ. a few times. <laughs> um, the other ones I had was, uh, yeah, so we mentioned Robin Hood, Men in Tights. I was a big fan. Used to watch that a lot with my cousins and stuff like that. Used to be able to quote it. We also used to watch Empire Record a lot. Oh, a bit of a later Luke nose, so, Yeah. She was foxy in that. Yeah, she oh, was. Boy. The, uh... Renee Zell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you gave me your thumb, I would have been able to open the beer quicker on that. <laughs> <laughs> You have worn that bottle opener down to nothing. Well used, well used. Sorry, all the back background noise. We're having a few beers on a, uh, a Saturday night oh while we do God. this. But anyway, um, I also had uh, so Indiana Jones, but the Last Crusade. Oh, very, yeah. very specific uh, yeah, on this yeah. one. Um, so, because I think my my parents recorded it for my brother, but they were always when we were growing up, they were very reluctant to show us anything that they thought was graphic. Yeah. So this is VHSs. They used to edit 
VHSs. You know how hard that is to edit? So that scene towards the end where they've got the cup of, uh, you know, the drinking oh, yeah. out of the oh, cup. Oh, that's the best bit. Amazing. It shows so greatly. <laughs> and it's happy. <laughs> so, of course, so those, yeah, you haven't seen it. Like, you know, someone drinks, a, you know, the cup of Christ is supposed to give them eternal life. Someone... Chooses poorly on that one, and uh, they one they the die. Best, like, and uh, but this scene that we saw was they drinking it, and they go, uh, uh, and then all of a sudden it cuts to just. What did dust. they cut out there though? Him dying, and so did they kind of pause it on the actual no, movie? just it, yeah. So they would have played it and then cut it. But and, there's not and that much recorded. if they cut him out to starting to choke. Oh, because then he turns into a dust or something. Or yeah, yeah, right, yeah. and that's all we saw was yeah. just like him starting uh, uh, and then dust. And not only that, but there was another one like we watched your favorite film, Sam, Terminator 2. And yeah. that was the first, one of the first MA films that we ever watched. And our version was again, cut out. We I think we got up to the part where he's in the building, the cops are outside, he gets a chain gun. Yeah. That was lights out for us. We were done. It's like that an was... hour and a half film. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and went for an hour. So and that go. was it. That was, that was the it. movie. I mean, but we were like, when we first saw the skulls being crushed in the opening scene, it blew me and my brother's mind. We're like, what? we're about to watch a film that's naughty. You know, it's like, wow, this is happening. Dude, I couldn't we're sleep. Pretty... For, and I'm pretty oh. sure we spoke about T2 for 35 to 45 minutes in this first podcast. But when you saw Robert Patrick as a T-1000 chasing down... You know, Edward Furlong on the motorbike, the truck. You're like, this guy can run faster than cars. He can turn into any object. Like, you're screwed. He's going to kill you. And watching that as a kid, you're just like, that's the scariest thing. Yeah, like, I'm no surprised that he cut this. that out. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's scarier like, oh, than yeah. any of that other stuff because you're like, this guy yeah. cannot be stopped. On edge. Man, I, I told you I had a dream last night. I was being chased by the Terminator. It's still haunting me in my adult yeah. years. Dude, you're a 34 year old man. Yeah. Robert Patrick's like 60. Yeah. He couldn't chase down shit. Well... You know, he's chasing down Metamucil at the, the, the local store. That's what he's doing. Uh, that was another one I would watch a million It was almost too obvious that. to write down, I, I think. But First it, what, date it material? Is. Maybe not. Sorry? Maybe not. First date material? That's maybe not. Too. That's a test of Dude, right if there. they're yeah. like, this is boring, you're like, get out! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh. Any others you guys grew up on? Oh, there's so many, man. Like, we could go for a while. But even this, like, good question, Amy. Good question. Very, yeah, good question, Amy. But mm. even like, even some of the shitter movies, but they're kind of nostalgic, like Encino Man. Yeah, oh. Encino Man. Dude, yeah. Do you, have you seen that, Cookson? I'm trying to think. A while ago, it's vintage. Think, yeah. Paulie yes. Shaw, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Um, there's a few. You're the a dude from The Brandon. Hobbit. Sean Astin. Sean Astin's yeah. in it. It's like got a it's massive cast, but it's just. It's not That's great, right. but it's just yeah. kind of nostalgic to the 90s yeah. and vintage Paulie Shaw. I still remember the first time I watched that. It's yeah. funny that those that just brings me back to exactly yeah. where I was Exactly, where I that, that yeah. kind of mid-90s. There's a few like that, which aren't great films. They won't go down in the history books, but if you watch them, it's almost like a, a shitty comfort food. Yeah. It's like eating like a, a pizza pocket. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Pop-tart or something. Mm. Yeah, nice. Um <laughs> No, good question, Amy. If you got, if and if, of course, if you have a question you would like to propose to us and our, and our panel, please uh, message us on Real Features uh, on the Facebook or Instagram, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll add it to the pile and uh, discuss it in uh, in detail. So, on to our next section, we'll talk about some bit of TV series. Actually, uh, we sort of touched on it beforehand, but the Last Dance. What do you think, Love? Uh, it's certainly you know. 
pretty two episodes each week going through the Chicago Bulls during the dynasty era, the 90s and 80s and so forth. Uh, Pretty good, isn't it? I don't get too many TV shows, Sam and Paul, where I'm genuinely sad to see the end of it. Mm. I am really sad to see that this is going to end. It's just maybe... I, I can't tell if it, I didn't identify with it so much because I love that time of life. Like the mid-90s, America was this Disneyland Hollywood dream. It wasn't as accessible as it, was it is now, but it just takes me back to there. Like Coke, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. yeah. I'm a nostalgic guy, Slabs. You, know you are, yeah. It's your middle name, other than yeah. Sebastian. So it's... <laughs> dude, it, 100%. And I think that's why it's striking such a chord. But also that... Coupled with the fact that Jordan has been so silent, or to a degree silent, like he makes comments and things, but he's kind of holds his cards close to his chest with mm. a lot of this stuff, and then he's just done this like tell-all, yeah. really, and his story is compelling. It like reiterates and brings to front of mind how much of a champion, and he's a great in my mind. The series isn't done, but mm. he's the greatest. One of the probably the greatest sportsman of all time, but definitely the greatest basketballer of all time in my mind. Yeah, we were talking and, about this beforehand. I, I think it's almost reinforced or reminded everybody just how great he was. Um, you know, I know a lot of people talking about LeBron as far as you know being one of the, the best, but this is I think just renewed just the mindset that he had, the way that he would just win every year. He had the year off, then came back, played half a year. Missed out on the on the finals, or still played playoffs, but just missed out um, on that one year. But you know, then came back and won another three. So yeah, yeah um, the, incredible. The yeah. other thing it reminds you of is that all this crap that all these players now take for granted, including LeBron, massive like sneaker deals, blah blah blah. That mm. stuff wasn't in play. Jordan kind of made that yeah. when he went with Nike. He got paid massive overs to go with Nike. People thought he was insane. They thought Nike was insane, and mm. that just set the bar. His endorsement deals, all that stuff just didn't exist. So he just, and the, that role model kind of thing. Yeah. None of that existed. Yeah. And he was such a trailblazer in like creating all of that for sports people. Mm. So, like, to me, that comparison between him and LeBron, LeBron is an absolute champion. But to me, it's it's a hard one he to changed, compare. He changed the game. He did. He changed, he changed everything. He changed the culture. Yep. Everything. Basketball wouldn't be the same no. as we know it today. Yep. Unbelievable. You yep. hit it on the head, Slaps. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Greatest sportsman of all time, of any yeah, code. Yeah, I think so, especially after watching this documentary. Yeah. Ali, you know, probably equal. I mean, yeah, stuff that he did yeah. as well. He changed the game in boxing as well. It's very similar trailblazers. Because mm. so. he was very controversial, obviously. Yeah. Oh, whereas cool. whereas um, Jordan, as you see in the documentary, he tried to avoid that a little bit. He tried not to be too outspoken. He tried to, you know, marketing was obviously a big thing and... His mindset as a, I think he summed it up well when he sort of said it wasn't really um, about that. He was just so heavily focused on on his craft and he didn't feel like his opinion on controversial topics, which so many people these days think that they they can, whereas he just, you know, he he knew that he stuck with what he, he knew and that's mm. playing basketball. How refreshing is that? Even though it was very hard for him because people wanted him like wanted him to say something. But these days, people feel entitled to give their opinion on politics, on blah, 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 whatever. And he just actually just wanted to play basketball. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. For love. It was a pure passion. Exactly. Mm. And that's like you, I mean, you get people like 
um, Muhammad Ali who are very passionate about that. They have an opinion and that's great. But you don't have to force it on people yep. who don't have an opinion. Like mm. Jordan didn't. He was so focused on basketball. So he, like, why should he come out and be outspoken if he didn't feel like it? Yeah, so, correct. Yeah. I think a lot of Ali, what he was doing when he was sort of taunting the opponent was part of the mental warfare of fighting mm. as well. So it was also another tactic for him to win. Yeah. Jordan, obviously, very different. But. Yeah. That yeah. were kind of trailblazers in their own separate ways. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm. Yeah, very uh, like honestly, it'd be one of the better documentaries and one of the or docu series or whatever. But I like when I saw this was coming out, I had it circled yeah. for a long time. And mm. how good was the timing by Netflix yeah. on that one? That's Genius. the other thing. No sports at the moment. Oh. You've got a, a replay of the greatest sportsman of all time. Can you imagine their ratings Oof. on that? And they filmed this a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, like, the timing of it. And they're just wow. like, oh, we got this little one in the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> hey, see how that goes, wow. Hulu. <laughs> do, do you think this, because of the success of it, I mean, you know, as soon as you've got a successful series, you, you double down and you start doing more. Do we start seeing more from the 90s? As in, do we start seeing one on LeBron? Do we start seeing someone... I don't know, some of the other basketball I think we've already like started seeing that a bit, though, to be honest. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Netflix have done ones on Iverson, Vince Carter. Yeah. There's been a few of those. like, And they're very, very good mm. sportsmen in their own right. But I think 100%. Actually, you know? even watched on, I think it was a Netflix series, but it was a little while ago, was the... Um, it was the NFL, Jay Hernandez, the played for the Patriots. And, um, and, and he murdered? Murdered, yeah. That was, that was then, a great doco. Yeah, and then like there was more twists to that, but just like, yeah, incredible. Like that, that you know, three episodes, but wow, full on. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah very cool. Very interesting. But no, the Jordan docuseries, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Yeah. And mm. honestly, if you're not a sports fan, it doesn't matter. No. It mm. doesn't matter. No. Anyone can watch that and enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. There's been a few other new TV series in, in again, what's been a pretty quiet um, time, but some of the other ones I've, I've seen are uh, Penny Dreadful City of Angels. It's a Showtime series. It's a sequel or a spin-off to the Penny Dreadful um, TV series that had come out not that long ago. So those who aren't aware, Penny Dreadful was um, a, a TV series that had Josh Harnett. Uh, Ooh, it had, uh, um, actually forget her name, the, the one who was in uh, James Bond, Casino Royale and all that sort of stuff. I forget her name. Um, that's going to annoy me. But, um, Rosario Dawes. No, it even had uh, um, Timothy Dalton in it as well. So um, there you go. But, uh, but it was actually based on Penny Dreadful, as in it had Frankenstein, it had Dorian Gray in it, characters, oh, wow. it had vampires, it had. It was all that sort of era, like, you know, your. Um, um, yeah, all, all those sort of, sort of people. But this one, I unfortunately it, it actually also um features someone um one of the uh, women from um game of thrones i, I wish i remembered off i should have written this down but um <laughs> but uh unfortunately it's pretty poor so far it's it's called it's a spin-off being city of angels set in la but there's no none of those cool creatures that we're aware of uh from penny treadful um the, the classic books and all that sort of stuff and I don't know where it's going on IMDb. It's hovering around the six mark out of ten. It's mm-hmm. it's. I don't think it'll. I don't know how long it'll last. I'm three episodes in, and I'm 
feel like I'm going to drop off. Um, it's it's and I'm not often I do that, but it's it's not great, unfortunately. Not even but, a uh, one you play in the background sort of no, thing. No, and, and I have been doing that. I sort of been putting it on, and even still, I'm I'm finding it not that uh, entertaining. It's it's um, the thing it's these days is there's through. so much content, so much That's the TV, so many movies. And at our fingertips. And if within three episodes, if you're thinking that, then yeah. it's going to be tough going. Yeah. Yeah. Disappointing. Mm. Um, what do you give it out of 10? Oh, it, I mean, if we're saying five is, is good, like, you know, or, or a pass or average or whatever, I, I you know, I mean, I'd be saying three if I'm dropping off. Wow. Like I'm, I'm getting off. If we're going off the IMDb type score, which is always a bit skewed because you'd say, uh, yeah, six is okay, a, a five is pretty poor um yeah probably be around the five mark i'd yeah. say on mm-hmm. idp ratings type thing okay. um another new tv series solar opposites so this is a new uh cartoon or animation by the same creators of rick and morty so yeah. this is a new one on hulu um i watched the first episode the six episodes out so far um so the the guy who did again i forget his name but the guy who did rick and morty um so he he voiced rick and morty and created it um which i found out today actually um he's done this and he's voicing a lot of characters again pretty strong so far i think it's 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 you know one episode in it's hard to compare to rick and morty which is established but yeah i think it's pretty pretty funny it's based on similar sort of concept aliens that have crashed onto Earth and are living there, and um, same sort of quirkiness that is fish um, out of water type stuff. Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah, but no, quite funny. Um, hmm. Worth a watch if you like Rick and Morty. Um, Any uh, notable people doing voices on it? Not that I noticed. No, 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 no one really jumped out. I mean, he he's obviously doing them again, but um, yeah, I didn't see too much. Like a Seth that. MacFarlane kind of yeah, deal. it is. Does a lot of the that's his own right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Defending Jacob was another one that's getting a little bit of airtime. It's on Apple TV. It's Chris Evans, uh, who of course plays Captain America and so forth, um, based on a novel. Um, again, only only one episode in, but not bad. Pretty good so far. So far, the concept on this is, um, you know, a family man who's a lawyer, um, that sort of stuff. Um, he's got a uh, a young kid. Uh, um, the actor of, of the, like he was actually the main kid out of it, the remake of it. Um, and uh, he's going to school, and a one of the kids in the school is murdered, um, and then. So Chris Evans is um, investigating it, but apparently as we keep going on, it, it turns out that all the evidence starts to point towards his own kid killing Shit. him. Good, so, good plot. Yeah. So he defends him in court, um, but as he's looking into it, the evidence is compelling that it is his son. Class, so, you're compelled by so this. I'm yeah. very compelled by this. That's so a good, good, good pitch. It's a, five episodes are out now. On Netflix? Uh, uh, it is um, Apple TV. Apple, oh, no, TV. Apple, Apple TV. A TV Plus, yeah. So, I think if you um, buy an Apple product, like because I was looking into getting a macbook you get apple tv free for a year wow okay well, mm. so well, we're spending 1500 bucks yeah. <laughs> but no it seems seems pretty good pretty uh yeah i mean right. like that that concept yeah, sounds yeah. That, that synopsis so. has got you yeah, going yeah. 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 you can't yeah. leave the podcast yet Glenn. you can't go watch it now you gotta just you gotta stay um the other 
other new series, and there's only one episode of this out. It's a HBO, which, you know, quality is generally pretty, pretty yeah, good there, um, called I Know This Much Is True. It stars Mark Ruffalo. Um, he plays two characters, twins, in it. Shit. So, again, based on a novel, this is a miniseries. Oh, sorry, I should have mentioned Defending Jacob's. Jacob was also a miniseries, just one season you're done sort of thing. Um, and on this one, it, it's a bit darker and a bit more emotional in that it's uh, one of the brothers has, I think it's got schizophrenia or something like that. Um, look, I, I don't think this is a spoiler because it's like the opening episode, but one of the Ruffalos who's a twin uh, is in a library. He sort of freaks out a little bit and then chops off his own arm. So the guy then well, goes so- to, uh, you know, is, is goes into a, in, into intensive care but his, his twin brother is dealing with that and a lot of other um social like his own you know his own personal life and all that sort of stuff so it's um i think it'd be a bit of an emotional roller coaster but mm. from what i've seen from the first episode i mean ruffalo his acting's pretty oh, he's good the, he's, yeah, he's he's, good. yeah and to get double him it's uh you know not double, bad yeah, so yeah. double yeah. ruffalo yeah. yeah what's the worst thing that hbo have put out because they put out some absolute winners i mean you mentioned sopranos just before curb your enthusiasm just so many like the winners are just abundant but what's the worst thing they've put out couldn't even tell you mm. I'm, I'm trying to think of oh that one that you didn't like so much and it i think got cancelled crashing didn't that that was oh, i yeah. think that was hbo yeah, wasn't it, was it? it? Was yeah. the comedy one yeah that yeah. burned did, no, oh, but was it was, that um, was with Pete, Pete Davidson. Oh, Holmes. That's right. I said Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete that had a few seasons though. Yeah, I think it did a few. Did got okay. cancelled. It was okay. Kind of say what you mentioned, Pete Davidson. Will you go watch The King of Staten Island? The new Jun- Apatow. With, I will. Yeah, it's got. Burr well, I'll, in it I'll as well. watch it. It's got a great cast. It looks cast. really, really good. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Burr. Obviously, Pete we're all big. Pete it. Davidson's the main. It's loosely based on Pete Davidson's life as a comedian coming up. His dad died in 9-11 and wow. him just finding himself. Wow. And um, yeah, huge cast. Burr, Bushimi. Yeah. Yeah, mm. himself. Uh, Mar- uh, Marissa Tomei. Oh, she's oh, in it. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Um, but Judd Apatow too. Yeah. It's, it looks fantastic. And he wrote the trailer it with looks really good. And that's coming out on the 13th of June? Oh, these are 12th. Or 12th Might of June. Be, uh, in actual cinemas. There you go. Uh, no. Oh, no. On, on demand. demand. Oh, so I think right. Yeah. Because right. they were going to do it cinema release. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, but Bill Burr, Billy Burr has a pretty big role in this one. Yeah, yeah, right. There so you go. it could be a good one to watch, ladies and gentlemen. Mm, getting yeah. into the acting a bit, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Right. Actor. Well, there you go. Actor. <laughs> Dude, I've got my big one coming up too. Oh, yes. Oh. Give it a plug. Give it a plug. We go. Sorry, I should have said we've got an A-lister. Speaking of A-listers, we've got one. <laughs> I'm playing paramedic number 19 on um, Wentworth. There you go. Royalty. I feel like we should spend the rest of the podcast interviewing you yeah, about yeah. how you got into character. How do you not say lines? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what Guys, episode you're on? acting isn't always about lines. It could be reacting to things, things of that nature. Were so, you nervous? No, I knew the role. That I've told this story before. To tell it, it is good. Yeah. It's uh, So I was getting into it. I was in full costume as a paramedic. It was like this bomb scene and it was like... So I was working on this injured lady... And the camera kind of came through and panned onto me and then went on to other things. And I asked the AD, the assistant director, I was like, you know, I'm going to reach into the bag here, grab something out of here, and I'm just going to, you know, what do you reckon, left or right arm? And he's like, mate, to be honest, I don't give a shit. It's going to be so quick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
I will go the left arm then because <laughs> I think that'll block less. So look out for that, dude. Nice. Yeah. Were you full character actor for the week? Like dude, around the house, you know, Vic, your lovely wife is, is walking around out, and you like, were just... I cared about it a lot more than they did. <laughs> Uh, she'll lose a spin-off series on that oh yeah dude it'll be huge paramedic number 19 look out for it (laughs) Um, there's also not only the new series but we've got a couple of new seasons of a couple of uh, uh, series as well Uh, what we do in the shadows is back which is you know I'm a big fan of that loving that Um, actually the most recent episode had um, Luke Skywalker uh, Mark Hamill Hamill, uh, in it so there you go he played a bit of a cameo so that was quite funny Um, but good series um yeah, it's a mockumentary on a on a vampire one if you haven't seen it. But obviously, if you're listening to this, you've probably heard episode one and we talk about it a lot. So, yeah. there you go. Um, Rick and Morty, we've spoken about before, but the new season of that's out at the moment. What do you think, love, of the new season? I saw the first episode of the new season. I think it's coming out Jordan style just weekly. Yeah. Wasn't as strong. It's halfway through season four. Mm. But um, that show is one of my favorite shows. How do Adult Swim normally release it? Is it in bunches or is it weekly? Weekly, I think yep, it is. Normally. Yeah, normally. Yeah. Because yeah. mm. that's owned by Seth Green, right? Adult Swim? It might be, yeah. I reckon it, he, st- he founded Oh, did he part really? Of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well done. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Westworld as well had a new season, season three. Um, it had Jesse Pinkman. Uh, what's his name? Um, Aaron Paul. That's the one, Aaron Paul. Um had him from Breaking Bad in there. And uh, look, it was okay. Um, season season finished. Season one was still outstanding. I think season three was uh, maybe better than... Oh, it'd be hard to say better than two or not. But look, quality's all right. It's, it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. But um, I dropped off after season one. Is mm. Anthony Hopkins still in it? I did the exact same, Glove. I think he's in season two, but not three. Three, the spoiler there. It just but, got yeah. too complicated. I was yeah. like, I was completely lost. Yeah. yeah. Did you start season two? I started season two, and you went, "Ah, I've got things to do." Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There was just so many flashbacks and uh, like. Yeah. I thought season one was brilliant. Oh, yeah, it was right. fantastic. Season but one, season two definitely dropped off. They couldn't recapture it. I don't think. And, yeah. Yeah. And season mm. three of similar. It was okay. It was okay. They they tried something different to season two. Um, it probably worked better because they were, yeah, they they had some other big names like we said Aaron Paul and there was uh, Vincent Cassell. I think you smell his last name. He's been off a fair few st- things. Um, so they it was all right. Yeah. What's Aaron Paul? Is he a B lister, A lister, C lister? What is he to you, Cookson? Tell me. I mean, because I mean, if you're saying the true definition of an A lister, like you're you're saying who is currently the like in the top handful, like an A list is supposed to be the top. You think of an exam, like the top percentage of actors who mm-hmm. are head like in demand. They're, Answer they're the like, question. <laughs> Look, I think because and I don't know if it's by his own own uh, you know volition or not that he's not in a whole lot of stuff, so he's a kind of picky, or whether or not he's just not getting offered stuff because he's a small guy. But um, answer the question. Look. <laughs> Me- yeah, maybe not an A lister, but he's he's not like he's he's up there. Like he's he's well like in the TV A-lister? series in the TV industry yeah. would like he he would be, but um in in you know if we're talking about A listing in Hollywood, probably I don't know if he's um you know yeah probably C like B do you reckon is, I reckon uh... he's dude I reckon he's like a 
a C plus. Yeah, yeah, C plus. Yeah, Breaking Bad's what it's a revolution. So, yeah, it was huge, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, and he did. You're right. He went on a big break. Yeah, after Breaking Bad, he yeah. tried to do that. There was was it Need for Speed or something oh, like that? God. I think he, yeah, he yeah. did one of those type of things, and, and uh, it did okay, not great. It was like his first movie by himself, starring, and yeah, I don't yeah. think he's done a whole lot. I like him though. I like him. He's a likable guy. You'd have a beer with him. What would you give him? I'd give him a C. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. And at the end of the day, human, it's the main thing. Breaking Bad time, you know, in the mid-2000s, he owned the world. Just a must-watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still remember, oh, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but just a great show. Ah, the best. Mm-hmm. Didn't like the movie so much, the, the one that came back. It was that? just kind I of like, I mean, it was just yep. a continuation of yeah, everything, I guess. it didn't but... do much for me. Yeah. There you go. Are they bringing out a new Breaking Bad movie? I could be wrong on that, but I might have really? seen something. The, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. My I'm apologies. Not. I I Let's release that news. Breaking news. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, the last one I was going to mention was that uh, there was a new season just finished of Afterlife, the Ricky Gervais comedy uh, as well, which was pretty well. Yeah, Sam, what, do you, uh, what were your thoughts on it? I haven't finished it. I thought like, I, I think I did two or three episodes and it just seemed the same <laughs> as the other one. Mm. I was like, I thought it was going to go like when they did even announce season two was happening. I was like, what? Really? Season How three it? announced as well. That's insane. Mm. But even when they announced season two after I was like, Jesus, like, where's that going? And it kind of didn't go anywhere. I mean, I look, I haven't finished the season. Maybe it goes somewhere great, but I've done a few episodes in and it just not much happened. Yeah, it was kind of he went kind of almost. It back was entertaining, in. but you're right. Like, cause at the end of season one, it was like he had this revelation and he yeah. changed and he had all this yes. stuff. And then season two, he's back. And then uh, he's kind of like he had that different, but but he's yeah, kind of not, not really. really. Yeah, and it's the same shit, the same characters. And I was like, wow, like I like Ricky Gervais a lot, but yeah. I mean, there's a picture of him above you, Cooks, yeah, yeah, that you gave signed. me there signed. Yep. <laughs> um, but is that a real signature? <clears throat> Next question. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't, what did you think about it? Have you watched the whole second season? I did, yeah. I Look, it's entertaining. I, I didn't think... I mean, nothing. I mean, obviously, Office was always the best. I thought Extras was fantastic. But yeah, um, yeah look, I, I think it's probably one of his better ones that he's done. But if we're talking... Yeah, season one to two, it's pretty similar. But was like, I, was I kind well. of, I guess, around the mark that the story itself just kind of meandered around the same thing? It, it did, almost it repeated did. itself? I guess the only thing is if you are doing a season two, you've got a formula. Like how, yeah. where do you take it from there? Like the but whole funny thing is that... Why do a season yeah, two? Why do it? Because yeah. I loved and the first season. The first season was, was a winner. Excellent. And I reckon yeah. if it ended then, yeah. I would have yeah. gone, that was... Phenomenal, yeah. but I just don't know if there's a story to tell there. It's just the Not money, sure. I'd say. Well, yeah, is just, don't know. Yeah, happy to mm. make that check. Did you have you watched the second season? I have, and it's surprising because I really enjoyed the first season. It was it was quite emotional. I know it was. Yeah, um, yeah, and so for some reason I just haven't gone to the second season because I feel like there's nothing. As you said, there's nothing left to tell. But yeah, maybe mm. I'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So. I thought we'd come to the uh, couple of films that we might... Uh, I, I set you both a bit of a challenge to, to come up with a film each that we might explore and uh, and uh, jump into and discuss in a bit of uh, bit of detail. But uh, I think we'd probably start with you, Glove, would you? My film, a cool film, Leon the Professional. Oh, It's just classic. a really well-made, well-thought-out film and the chemistry between Natalie Portman and I'm not going to pronounce his... 
name correctly. Uh, the French was guy. Luc Besson? Uh, no, that was yeah, the director. That was the um, director, my Reno, apologies. I think Jean Reno. But, um, oh, incredible movie. The opening scenes to that, it's just, it's, it's every scene in it is just beautifully shot. It yeah. is a, I've only seen it a couple of times, actually. So I'm not actually a massive aficionado in the movie, but mm. it's just a beautifully shot movie. Gary Oldman going oh. over the top. Going crazy. crazy, and that like, yeah, I actually because I actually watched it not that not that long ago, surprisingly, but um, yeah, he his character so original. I don't, I I wonder how much was him just doing that for his character or not. But remember, he had that weird twitch where he, yep. and, yeah, and that was almost the opening scene when you sort of see the character and he kind of does that weird head thing or whatever, flips out, yeah. and it's like, whoa, what is this guy? What's going on? And yeah, was he a drug addict in the movie? I can't quite remember. I'm trying to remember what, like, because he takes something that yeah. kind of levels him out, but I don't know if it's, yeah, what sort of twitch or what, what was going on there. But yeah. wow, Gary Oldman was, uh, it was quite intimidating in that, like, as uh, the leader, just oh. ruthless and, and, and full on. But, um, yeah, Jean Reno, or however you spell it, yeah. his name. Um, don't swear, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but he was, he had that sort of, you know, cool hitman like, you know, persona, his action scenes, you know, very cool, gritty, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but that personal touch that he, he develops, the character of, you know, the life of a hitman and his love for his little plant that he carries yeah. around with him and stuff like that as well. And um, it's a, yeah, it's a great, it's sort of a late 11 p.m. Saturday night movie that's yeah. on. And you, oh, okay, I'm going to go to sleep, but no, I'm going to watch this movie till the end. One of the most more affecting scenes was Natalie Portman and her family. I don't know if you that, remember, especially at the start, because yeah. like that was the whole thing. She was kind of getting beaten or something, and he sees that he tries to avoid it, but he can't help because she keeps running up to him and, yeah. and you know, yeah, connecting with him and yeah. yeah, and and I mean Natalie Portman's so young in that, and and how well she acts in that is is crazy, unbelievable. And, yeah, and it's funny because obviously see like the the conflict because she falls in love with him and and he's like no this is not right you're underage and and but you know but he they, they've still had that bond so he doesn't all right so we're back unfortunately uh there was some technical difficulties uh recording our original podcast uh we played it back after a fair few fair few beers and listening to it looks like the end of our podcast has cut out so we're re-recording it later on in the week, a little bit delayed, but uh, we'll pick up where we left off. Um, probably a bit more sober and uh, <laughs> more clearer. I think a bit more sensible. Yeah, we're going a few tangents on the uh, on the last one, but that's all right. We can what a Sean Bean talk! I'd like to return to some Sean Bean talk <laughs> if we can, please. Probably connect the dots a little bit on that one, but uh, yeah, for a Sean Bean uh, conversation. Um, I think where we left off, we were talking about um, uh, Glove's film of choice, which was Leon Professional. And we're talking about, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we covered a fair bit how good it is, uh, how good Jean Reno is and Natalie Portman being quite young. I think I was mid-talking about um, how she sort of falls in love with uh, Jean Reno, which is um, an interesting dynamic because uh, the age difference, but they do have this pretty special bond, which uh, they obviously have throughout it, um, which is pretty good. But John Reno was an actor in a few films, in particular Ronan, which has a connection to Sean Bean, of course, 
which feel like we should go into depth about Sean B. Where to start with Sean B? Where was he born, Glove? Uh, is he Scottish, Sean B? I think so. Oh, no, he's English, isn't he? He's somewhere over there. You know, it's in the yeah. same They're all sort of jurisdiction. Yeah. But What's your Sean favourite Bean? Sean Bean movie? Good question. Excellent question. I think, geez, he's been in a lot of good stuff. Game of Thrones, mm. obviously. First season, one of the best seasons of all time. Lord of the Rings, one of your favourite slavs. Yep. Those are the two that stand out. Golden Probably Mrs. Doubtfire. For, I was going to, yeah. He wasn't even in Mrs. Doubtfire. No, dude, you stole mine. I was going to say uh, GoldenEye, definitely. Right. I stole that one. That was great. I thought he was, as the rogue double O agent, amazing. It was uh, pretty good. I'm going to retell a story. I, I, I think I did this in the original one when we were drunk, but uh, interesting story about Sean Bean as well, which is pretty cool. Um, in real life, apparently, um, He's a bit of an interesting character. He was at a bar at a strip joint, I believe it was, having a few drinks. And uh, he got into a bar fight as well. Um, and uh, apparently, you know, breaking pool cues. I think they got into, a, you know, got, got a bit nasty. There was blood, that sort of stuff. I think he was cut open. He beat the shit out of some dude that I think was trying to fight him. Um, <laughs> you know, at the end of it, they said, shouldn't you go to the, uh, you should probably go to the hospital. And he said, nah, nonsense. How about you pour me a pint of beer? And he sat down <laughs> and grabbed another yeah. beer. That's yeah, amazing. Harder. And then he was just like, for England, James! <laughs> <laughs> it's a golden eye reference. Good. Do you think, though, if you get in a fight, like, you don't go to a bar to get into a fight, do you? I think if, if you want to get into a fight, you do. It doesn't just happen to you. Or am I wrong on that? What's the question? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think certain people attract it though, dude. Definitely. I think that's what you're saying, right? Like certain people yes. will attract it no matter where they go or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't really matter far or otherwise. Because he's, he's betrayed as a bit of a, a hard ass. Maybe they, someone saw that, you know, saw an opening to try and think uh-huh. for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Could yeah. be. Oh, Sean. Yeah. Unrelated questions. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's good he was getting rowdy with the stripper and then he was a bit of a superhero and jumped in and protected the, the damsel in distress, the naked uh, damsel in distress with glitter all over her face and take down. Who knows, you know? No, yeah, no. dude. Could go so many ways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Leon Professional, yeah, any other... Uh, over, okay, so also the director, Luc Besson, um, he's also you know, a pretty good director. He's done a lot of great stuff as well. Um, with Femme Nikita, which is a bit of a cult classic and, and stemmed a few, like stemmed a TV series and also, um, and a, uh, I think there's been a few, or maybe a few remakes on of his remakes as well. Um, but of course he did Fifth Element as well, which also mm. stemmed, um, Gary Oldman um, carried across as well. But uh, that was a pretty... Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. <laughs> oh, interesting character in that, wasn't he? Dude, it's very interesting. I really liked Fifth Element. I thought that was it kind of had a cool feel to it. It had that kind of that futuristic kind of probably nowhere near the mark of what the future will be like, but it was kind of fun. <laughs> very original. It was, it was Yeah. Nice. Do you think Mila Jolovich had the career she was destined to have or was she going to do bigger things other than the Resident Evil series? Good question. <laughs> uh, well, based off the Fifth Element? 
Yeah, she was in Fifth Element, wasn't she? She was, yeah, no, correct. Excellent. I thought she was, that was a pretty big film, though. Mm. Fifth Element, yeah. I thought. I don't know. Okay, I'm just mm-hmm. saying she probably that? didn't do as much after that. You know? Maybe, yeah. She seemed to have promise. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. What's she done recently, Cookson? I got no idea. I feel like I saw her in something recently, but I can't, can't remember. But yeah, no, there's no doubt she, she's dropped off the radar. She hasn't done a whole, yeah. um, certainly turned out the uh, Resident Evil series the movies pretty yeah pretty ugly that's a cash cow you know that yeah, good on exactly. <laughs> guys i want to ask you a quick question without notice if it's okay the original Please. stargate movie versus the fifth element who wins out of both of those that's movies? a very good question man because that first one like look i'm not a stargate guy <laughs> at all i have no idea about the tv series but that movie was pretty good wasn't bad yeah. yeah I, I watched the TV growing up. My, my uh, old man was very into uh, sci-fi. So I grew up on Star Trek and, uh, and uh, Stargate and all those kind of nerdy sci-fi things. And uh, look, Stargate was good. Um, certainly, yeah, the original movie was really good. Uh, Kurt mm. Russell, I think. Mm. Hang on. Kurt Russell? Or? No. I think it was, was Kurt yeah, Russell. Was that... Kurt, wasn't it? And what James Spader. Yeah, that's right. Jeez. If ever there was a Sam Wave reactor, James Spader as well. Very similarity. <laughs> you son of a bitch. What, are, what else is he doing? Boston Legal? Oh, uh, yeah. It's just a fucking smarmy lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I love... That was a good show, though. I used to watch it every week. Nick Atkins, massive stiffy for Boston Legal. <laughs> it's a total Atkins show. <laughs> yeah. Of course he did. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh... References to people no one will know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> he's got his. He's got a new show now, I think, or not new. I think it's on Nick a- or James Spader. Well, maybe both. I don't know. Um, mm. No, uh, James Spader. I think it's called the uh, Blacklist or whatever it is. But um, oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. been around for a while, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's always got something. He's always working. He's doing something. Yeah, I feel like he was doing a lot of TV when TV wasn't a good place to be, though. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Like he was kind of consistently in TV and now the TV's awesome. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. <laughs> Does anyone remember that movie? I don't want to detour too much here, but that movie he did with who replaced Katie Holmes on Batman, uh, the second oh, Batman. Oh, Gyllenhaal, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. There was a movie that she did with James Spader and it was all oh. about sort of hurting yourself and cutting yourself. Yes, sexual that was pleasure. like a bondage kind of, that was like early 2000s kind of film. Yeah, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. And yeah. I think he played a lawyer or something again. And she was his, it was called the secretary. Wow. That's impressive. Slavs. There that is very impressive. It's funny what you can do when you don't have eight beers in you or whatever. Dude, <laughs> whatever my mind is. works. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be weird. I've been a dribbling spud the entire <laughs> one until like the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Pretty sure I just mashed a keyboard and that's why the freaking thing screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, we have gone off on a little bit of attention to uh, Leon the Professional, but any any closing notes on Leon the Professional before we... Uh, nah, I reckon we covered it. I think that's... I think we've covered it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. pretty good. A great film, and it is in IMDb's top 250. I think right. it's, uh, yeah, definitely a great one. Um, your standard thriller assassin, uh, but, jeez, uh, so much more, so much more to it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Voice glove. Look at that. Good pick. Now we move over to uh, well done. Who, who has a very special choice of his own for the past film. So what have you got? Yeah. 
geez, like where do you start with picking a you know a past film? It's just infinite choices. <laughs> but I did go with the absolute classic, the Nicolas Cage. Just I don't know. I don't know what you'd even a pinnacle. Could it be his pinnacle? It's close to it, if not. Con Air. Oh, that's and whenever you talk about if you had free range on all of what cinema has ever had to offer, you've gone straight, straight cage, straight up. Good call. I stand by my choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's an it's, interesting choice, but uh, it it's is. a great movie, Slaps. You know, it's a very look. It's I don't know. I was probably hammered when we. I think we made this decision, but <laughs> it was a. Um, I do stand by it because. As a just a nineties oh. action flick, Cage at his best. That cast is stacked. Yeah. So you've got what Melkovich, who makes an awesome um, bad guy. You've got like supporting cast of Chappelle and Ving Rhymes and Bushimi, who is oh. scary as shit as yeah, that like serial killer. When he's singing that song to that little uh, little girl with a teacup and stuff like that, and he even comes out with his um, comes out like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, the Hannibal Lecter mask, but just the weird white guy serial killer. They nailed in that in in kind of a popcorn comedy, well, not comedy, but comedy action film. It had some really freaky moments with him in it, and mm. then um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a it's a fun movie to watch, and yeah. um, and Cage is looking great. He's got the mullet, he's got the hair plugs, he's got a full head of hair. Mm. You know, when he walks out, and the wind just blows, and he closes. Oh, the- dude, luscious. It feels like you almost feel like you you've got the wind coming in your face as well with him. It's just like such a, such a well, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, Paul, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, no, nah, it's yeah, it's just excellent, and it's it's a fun like it's just the storyline is basic. You kind of know what's going to happen, but it's just it keeps you glued to it, and it's a '90s classic, and that's why I chose it. Over to you, Paul Bonadio. It's a good choice, Sam. Uh, to me, not the pinnacle. To me, The Rock still conquers Con Air. Mm. Controversial choice, I know that. Mm. But I want to bring up a couple of actors or three other actors that were also in that movie that tend to get forgotten be- behind the big stars. John Cusack. Yep, 90s icon. He needs to do more. He's great. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Really 90s, early thousands actor though, isn't he, John Cusack? I feel oh, like... Dude, Tom- he hasn't done anything since 05. Like, yeah. 100%. Um, also that I think he might be an Irish or Scottish actor who plays sort of the bad guy. Um, and he, John Cusack's trying to negotiate with him. Uh, is he the one flying the plane? He's the one who, he's got the car and he flips out and he's, um, yeah, he was on Star Trek back in the day and he's been, yeah. Yeah. And also I could correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, Nick Cage's friend, who has got the insulin problems. I believe he was off speed or one of those sort of movies beforehand. Does anyone, can anyone pick that up for me? Oh, dude. I need to look that up. Okay. That's a toughie. Yeah. I thought they were going to be prominent actors. It's no, some they were supporting guy from speed. <laughs> <laughs> he did a walkthrough in scene eight of speed. <laughs> but they are, dude, the Cusack one, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, good call. And like you said, he hasn't done heaps. Sorry, he doesn't act in too many films. And and that was like, yeah, it was was a good good addition into that. Mm. And let's not forget Leanne Rimes' 
soundtrack oh. to that. And we did some the best research. songs of all time. Dude, and you were 100% right on this, Paul Bonadio, that I challenge you. I'm like, she's got to be in her 40s, like at least. No. She's like in her 30s, which like she was 17 when she was writing music for this film. Or yeah. when she started, maybe. I don't know the timings of it. But just, that is crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she, and, and then we had a bit of a chat about um, what's the one that she, she didn't star in, but she also did the soundtrack for Coyote oh. Ugly. Yeah, one of your favorite. I reckon that's in your top five films. I've never actually seen it in full slabs, but I know I pre <laughs> and Sam Lavery watched it quite a number of oh, times. Oh, dude. It's on bloody repeat. I wore out the VHS of that bad boy. <laughs> Cookson, what's your take on uh, Con Air? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, it's an absolute classic. I think, I think um, we, we were trying to say, you know, Nick Cage in the 90s, he owned the, the action genre. I mean, you think back to back, he went, um, not in this order, I can't remember the order, but it was um, Con Air, The Rock, and Face Off. So mm. give me a one to three, what would you guys go on those? Sorry, what was the last one? I didn't catch Face that. Off. Face, Face Off. Off, yeah, yeah. I I'd actually would probably almost just go Rock, Con Air, Face Off. To me, Face Off's a clear third. I don't believe The Rock was your original response. In our original so drunken no, podcast. no. Well, if you so, re-listen to this, if this recording works, I said close to the pinnacle. Oh. I believe, yeah, you know, but to be no, honest, it would be... Look, it could be interchangeable for me. I don't know. I'm, I'm, going, going, Con I'm going Con Air 1, Rock 2, and then... Uh, yeah. I think I've seen Con Air more. Mm. I've definitely seen Con Air more because I got it free with a DVD player in the early 2000s when I bought it. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, funny you mention that. I actually got The Rock and Con Air in a VHS combo, 1995 oh, dude. to two. Dude. That's the best. Mm-hmm. So, Glove, you, you had, uh, was it Rock, Con Air, and Face Off? Yeah. Paul Cookson, I'm going to stick to my original answers and be genuine, unlike one of the members. Yeah, I'm going to change. I just podcast. don't want to be in the same boat as you, Bonadio. I'm no, changing. No. <laughs> All right. I'm back on Con Air. I'm going to go <laughs> Face Off third. Connor yeah. second, and then The Rock, because I think The Rock is almost the perfect action movie. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, so many great lines in this thing. Put the Bonnie back in the box. Oh, mm. dude, yeah. It's and, just... uh, be my hummingbird or whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, his interaction <laughs> with his little kid, which is kind of awkward. Nick Cage. Oh, but yeah. jacked in this. Oh, my gosh. Dude, he met that little girl actor like 10 minutes before those scenes were <laughs> done. And let's not forget the soundtrack on this. It has got more solos in it than like a friggin' Guns N' Roses album. Like it's just constant <laughs> guitar solos for the soundtrack, which is pretty excellent. Uh, and can you name the director who did this? No. Stop looking it up on a day. I can see I am it. looking it up right now. <laughs> It's uh, Simon West, who I, I don't... Cooko, ah. you might know a little bit more about uh, Mr. West. He's yeah, give us some insight into his bio, Cookson. Well, uh, yeah. You got He's done enough. Tomb Raider. I should mention we've got this on Zoom. We've decided to do the rest of it on Zoom. That's... Okay, yeah. Tomb Raider. Okay. Anything else? Or was that it? Uh, that's all that's it. Connie. Tomb Raider <laughs> and Connie. That's still solid. That is. That's uh, still yeah. solid. He did uh, the Travolta classic, The General's Daughter. Also did uh, uh, yeah. The Mechanic. Okay. Um, and that would be the 
Oh, no, he was executive producer of Black Hawk Down, one of oh. Sam Lavery's favourite movies. That would be. Vintage Eric Banner. Oh, man. Harnett. Harnett. Oh, yeah. Just Harnett. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what, I miss Eric Banner. I don't see him in enough stuff. No. No. Yeah. Agreed. And he had that accent that wasn't very interesting in that. Mm. Oh, in Black Hawk Down, the, yeah. the like, uh, Texan kind of accent. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. To put a bit of an asterisk on that, though, Paul Cookson has a bit of a thing against Australian male actors making it in the big time like that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, what was the guy that was in Suicide Squad or the Terminator movie? Oh, that guy's well? yeah, that guy's trash. So I forget his name. Uh, trash. He's trash. Yeah, he's, uh, he's I, saw a, I saw him it's in a. I saw him in a production it's... of Hamlet or, or Macbeth. Oh, wow. I saw him in Melbourne. He is jacked. Dude, oh, he's a big dude, but that, you know his size doesn't help his acting. But yeah, no, it doesn't. It didn't on that night either. He was as wooden <laughs> as an old buddy. Yeah. Who knows? As a pirate ship. <laughs> Love goes to more musicals than Bette Midler. Uh, <laughs> it was Shakespeare slabs, okay? And it was... Sense. I went by myself, okay? That's my life. <laughs> I know it's... Yeah, it's not a musical. More theatre, I should say. But you do love a musical too. But that's okay. Yeah, that's a different conversation. Yes. Uh, geez. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, uh, shit. Quickly back to Con Air again. Um, yep. of the uh, part where Nick Cage is towards uh, the Cyrus and he takes a bullet to the chair or to the shoulder or whatever it is and does not break stride. I mean, yeah, we do that. I think that's pretty damn impressive. I guess. Yeah. I mean, what what did you expect though, Cookson? Yeah, true. For the bullet to <laughs> hurt him or something. Like, what's your goddamn problem? If that was acting or if it was actually just real, because I, I feel like you know, conventional weapons wouldn't actually affect Nick Cage in any way. Not in the 90s. No. no. <laughs> sure. He probably had enough gear going around the system not to feel that one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah. <laughs> he would have had some, like, and he's a weird unit too. So you can imagine some of the weird shit and the parties oh, he would have been going to and hosting during the 90s, yeah. man. Yeah, the white, eyes wide shut type stuff, you reckon? Like- oh, dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sex party kind of crap. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Oh, <sighs> uh, dear. A closing comments to me on kind of, I just say, like, great concept. Dude. The idea of having, like, you know, a whole bunch of crap, worst of the worst, you know, all on a plane yeah. with some innocent people. They all crash, get safely, survive a plane crash go nuts on an abandoned town in the desert and then Cusack pops in subtly and just does his Cusack thing and then a big car chase without giving all the, all the ending. And Dude, I don't have to watch the movie after this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, amazing. What a concept. That's 90s. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you don't ask too many questions during it. You just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, any other final comments on that? Uh, nah, man, I reckon you nailed it. And it is, it's just a fun movie, great action movie, and it's iconic to 90s popcorn action, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Do we do, just to, just to cap things off, do we do yeah. like sort of a melody of uh, the song, of Leanne Rhymes' song, or we don't do that? Is that, we, is that the How Do I Live Without You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Oh, you can. <laughs> 
Uh, let's move on. Next segment. We've <laughs> <laughs> got the voice of an angel glove. <laughs> Thanks, we can folks. try and we can edit that out. Edit out later. We'll just edit her over you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll keep moving then. Um, Let's so do it. Final, final section. Um, we're just going to touch on some new films. Not a whole lot of new films are out at the moment, uh, given that uh, conditions. But the few that we were going to sort of slightly mention was um, Bad Trip, which is the um, new movie that stars Eric Andre. I think it's Tiffany Haddish as well, um, which is kind of like a, it, there's a, a loose storyline that goes on and it kind of is, is largely public reactions as they go. Um, Netflix has recently acquired the right to it, so it will be coming in Netflix shortly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it is a comedy um, and, um, yeah, no, I think, I think, this was a bit of a surprise too. I don't know if you've um, been on Patrick Yeager Love. I know um, so as you've seen it. Um, it is it kind of probably took us a little bit off guard because we didn't really know what to expect. We watched it and it was actually quite funny. Some very hilarious scenes in it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, dude. I actually I went in with low expectation, not for any reason, because I'm actually an Eric Andre fan. Like he, the stuff he does with Adult Swim and his talk show, and he's very kind of absurdist, random kind of comedy, and I enjoy that. Wasn't sure about this going in, it, like the trailer or whatever, just didn't, I don't think did it justice. But man, there is some like, I watched it with my wife and both of us were just like literally crying in a few of the scenes. Like it's almost, it's yeah, a mix of like jackass, Borat and like a dumb and dumber storyline, essentially those things mixed in together. But yeah. it, dude, it's got, yeah, just some hilarious scenes. And even just for those like three, four scenes in it, it's hundred percent worth the watch because you'll laugh, laugh your yeah. ass off, man. Love. Well, I haven't seen it, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> what do you reckon you'd react to it, though? Like, maybe just <laughs> describe that. Well, you mentioned Dumb and Dumber, one of my favourite comedies of all time. But the other two slabs, I can't do cringe humour. You know, I no. really struggle with that. I know Cookson's a big fan. He just keeps on putting it on YouTube. Whatever's there, just puts it on. Um, <laughs> But I can't, I can't handle it. I don't know. There's something within me, some maybe some childhood trauma. We're happy to talk about it now. But I can't. Or you respect yourself or something like I wouldn't do that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't anything. think that's it. But no, it's not. I don't think it is either. But but it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it does definitely have some of that feel to it, though. I reckon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'll check yeah. it out. Look, if check if it you... out. Worth the watch. Okay. Definitely. Yep. Hmm. Um, the other movie I was going to mention was Extraction. This is a Netflix film which stars Chris Hemsworth. It's an action film that also is produced by the Russo brothers as well. Um, yeah, look, it's okay. Um, it's probably better than your standard action film um, without being amazing. Um, some good scenes in there. I think in particular, um, Love, I think you would quite like this. It has a long, continuous action scene, one camera shot goes for about 15, 20 minutes. Um, kind of really cool, actually. I hadn't seen this in, in a film where they, especially this car chase, where they sort of go in the in the sort of behind as they're driving and then comes out of the car and then follows a few people around them and then comes back in. And then mm. yeah, it, it continues and goes for a fair while. It's really well choreographed. I think that by itself is, is really cool. Um, I think Crimson. Chris 
Hemsworth also does a pretty well good job as well as starring in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was okay. It's it's a fun uh, Saturday night fun action, bit of a Hollywood sort of uh, bit of fun. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen it yet, to be honest. Yeah. But and to be honest, when I saw it, like the I saw it was available, I was like, eh, yeah, eh. yeah, yeah you could it, but no. maybe like a bit of a background movie, you know, chuck it on yeah. while you're working, perhaps something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'm sure they worked for years on that film, so you can have it on. <laughs> in the background. That is a funny thing about filmmaking, right? Like, the, even if it's an absolute hunk of shit. That's years of work and finance and crap just to yeah. do something. Oh, yeah. And then people are like, that's oh, a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny and sad. Because that's, that's art, isn't it? You know, you it is. You do a painting the same. Yeah. Yep. I'm pretty sure people are doing that with this podcast right now. So, you know, it's- yeah. <laughs> Dude, exactly. Um, finally, uh, the other movie I was going to mention um, as a bit of an update. Um, since we recorded the original was Capone. Um, this is an old that's come out, um, which also stars Tom Hardy, um, mm. directed by Josh Trank, who directed Chronicles, which was pretty good, and the really bad remake of Fantastic Four, which was uh, a negative. Unfortunately, Capone is more in the negative column, uh, so he's had two strikes, apparently. Um, it looks so. Um, Ed, there's no doubt um, Tom Hardy does a great job acting in this. He's a great actor. It does feel like a lot of his movies he acts in these days, he has the same gravelly voice and kind of kind of has a similar... I know it's great character acting, but he sort of has done the same on a few things recently. So, um, But look, there's no doubt he's a great actor. Um, probably the biggest thing with this one is I'm a massive gangster fan. We're talking Al Capone, the most notorious gangster of all time, probably. Um, this focuses only on the scene after, not his prime, not when he's going through his trial. It's after he's had his trial, he's got dementia, and he's yeah. him. He goes back to his um, his house, and he's just being looked after. He's he's got serious dementia. He's shitting himself. He's farting. He's pissing his pants constantly. He doesn't know what's going on. That's this movie, the worst of Al Capone. You're seeing him at his weakest. And not only that, throughout it, because his mind's playing tricks on him, he's seeing things that aren't always right, aren't always true. So as a concept of movie, look, acting's great, but, you know, we're talking about Al Capone. His story's incredible. I know it's been done a few times, but I don't know. It just feels like it was the wrong approach. I know it was a bit different. Yeah, you can find a better angle. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. It was um, I don't know. Not sure about it. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment. But that sounds disappointing because you're right. Yeah. Like just that story and that what's going on there and the history there, and to make it in a nursing home is like what? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a massive mafia movie. I love gangster movies. My favorite type of movie. But you know, he's got syphilis. So that's, you know, where a lot of it's stemming from. And apparently he was, his ego was too much that he didn't want to get it treated during his life. And that's why it sort of got to the point where it did, where he's, as Chris was saying, was shitting the bed. So, yeah. So the movie both metaphorically and literally shit the bed for you, Cookson. Absolutely. It really did. Mm. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, it really is. 
But yes, that, that probably brings the end. The only probably other thing I thought I'd uh, we should probably close on as well is just since we uh, recorded the original uh, version of this uh, and to now, which uh, is a fair few days later or three or four days after, um, the last dance, we've seen the final two episodes. We did talk about that, start the podcast about the Jordan documentary. Very briefly, final thoughts, both of you. What do you think? Disappointed it ended, man. I just wanted to, like, it was so nostalgic, but just such a well-made doco. I just wanted to keep watching it. So it's one of those ones you finish. Do you revisit it maybe down the track? But I loved it. Love. Exactly the same. I've been watching all the YouTube clips that have come about as a result after it. They're just, you know, some of the, the criticism that's coming out about Jordan being a bully and all that, I think it's rubbish. I mean, the fact what he did during that time will never be repeated ever again. And he need to have that sort of character to take him to six championships. I love the documentary. Yeah. In eight years. Crazy. That's nuts. In eight years, they won a championship six out of eight times. Crazy. Just that stat. And two of those that they missed out, he wasn't playing a full – well, he didn't play one season, played half a season. So, yeah. Yep. Mm. There you go. I mean, do the math. Yeah. yeah. Fry as well, the current player, sort of came out and was criticising work and all that sort of stuff. Kind of bullshit. Yeah. Everyone's going to come out and have their little piece or whatever. And to be honest, any doco from a one point perspective, I'm sure there are some things in there that not everyone would agree. But I think the seems like there's facts in that doco that you can't deny. They're facts. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, very good. I guess the only comparison to Jordan would be the other documentary that's going around at the moment, The Last Ride, The Undertaker, um, two part series. So that is a very, very similar comparison to Michael Jordan. That's all I've got for tonight. Thanks, Paul. You deserve to burn in hell for that glove. (laughs) 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 The the acting documentary. All right, Lavery. Stick with your jackass. (laughs) At least it's real. Uh, thanks guys thanks very much apologies to uh everybody the fact that probably the audio is going to sound a bit funky the first version and the second but uh it's all right we came back let's really hope this version has recorded properly we'll see shortly but thank you glove no worries my pleasure thank you slabs thanks well thanks everyone